2: Hello and welcome to episode 621 of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Applebaum. What is going on, everyone? Happy Monday, happy Home Run Derby. The All-Star break is upon us, but don't you worry. You know, we have to search a little bit. There's not a lot of sweats tonight, no WNBA, uh, really nothing else going on other than one thing to get down on, the Home Run Derby. So who's ready to see? Some bombs tonight. I'm excited. Uh, I do have a play on the home run derby. Uh, who I'm going to take to win? So stay tuned for that. And we do have a match here. Low bets, higher dollars in a line move. Also some other factors to consider tonight. We're going to go over all the contestants. I group them into risers and fallers based on their uh, based on their odds here. You know, who's moving up? Who's moving down? Can 42 year old holes at plus 2200 shock the world? Uh, we shall see. I'll also give you some matchups. I do have a lean on a matchup as well as the longest home run. Will it go over or under? 495 sorry 491 and a half feet uh, so stay tuned for that a big breakdown of course of the home run derby, and then also guys, a uh, little more we're gonna get to. We're gonna talk about uh, some NFC West futures prices. Continue on a slow day like today with not a ton of action uh, to look at some futures and continue to uh, look at some of our plays and get our portfolio ready. Again, it's uh, what is it, July 18th, and it feels like you know we're deep into summer right now. But before you know it, football will be right here. So I do have a couple a uh, couple win totals in the NFC West that I wanted to share. And then I also want to hit on a win total in college football. I know we haven't talked a ton of college football win totals, but there was one team, and I got to give a shout-out to uh, Wyatt Tomchek and Ben Wilson and the whole crew at VEASAN who puts together our rundown every day for betting across America. We're starting to incorporate some college football discussions, win totals, you know, uh, teams to win their conference. Um, one in particular really, really jumped out to me. So uh, I'm going to talk to you about one college football team, NC State, and why I think they may have a great year or a, ter- or a terrible year. Uh, but kind of the conversation aside from a play on the Wolfpack win total is kind of how to approach these. And one, I think, factor that is super, super, super important if you're going to bet these college football win totals. There's one thing in particular you got to pay attention to. So we'll kind of use today NC State as a bit of a blueprint to try to take advantage of that. Uh, looking back over the weekend, guys, you want to hear the good news or bad news? Let's start with the bad news. Friday, 2-4, and four, minus 2.64 units, but what really, really annoyed me on Friday, uh, two things that I almost spit out my, uh, I don't even know what I was drinking at that time. It, maybe it was some water. I'll, I'll say it was water, uh, but two things that happened late night Friday night that were absolutely ridiculous. Number one, the Milwaukee Brewers, and if you guys, again, it's funny as a better. You always remember your losses, the wins, you know, they come and go, uh, but the losses are the ones that eat at you. So 2-4, and four, minus 2.64 units Friday. Uh, we did get on Friday, who was it? Tampa Bay and the L.A. Dodgers, but the one that, and again, uh, what was it, the Miami game? I think they lost 2-1 to one against Philly with Alcantara on the bump. But the one that really, really grinded my gears, uh, Peter Griffin style, was the Milwaukee Brewers. You had a 5-2 to two lead in the ninth inning against the San Francisco Giants, the light-hitting Giants, with Hader on the bump, Josh Hader, who was, again, can you look at the bat, last, I don't know, four years, the best reliever in baseball. He gives up, I think he gave up six runs. They lose 8-5. to five. It was a walk-off grand slam by Yaz's grandson, Mike Yastrzemski. That one really hurt because that was a nice, like, minus 125 non-division road favorite. So thank you, Hater, on Friday night for starting off the weekend with a terrible blown save. That one ate at me. But Then the other one uh, was CFL. So we dabbled in CFL. The good news and the bad news, it's kind of reminiscent of our first play in WNBA. CFL, we crushed that closing line. Remember the Stampeders, uh, Winnipeg, and Calgary? Over 46.5, got steamed up to over 48.5. I hit the over 48.5. You may have, too. And then what happens? It gets I think it closed at fifty and a half. So we have really literally two points of closing line value, sharp as attack, reading the market. And if you guys were like me Friday night, driving your fiance nuts by watching a Canadian football league. My fiance turned to me, I had the iPad, and she's like, You're watching football? Like, what is that? Is that an old Patriots game? I'm like, no, this is CFL. Uh again, to, to show my degeneracy here. But if you guys notice this, the um I forgot who lost. The it, 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 it's all blurs to me. But anyway, the team that was down was going down the field to try to take the lead with like a minute left. This quarterback who didn't really make any plays all game threw a absolute dime, like a 40-yard pass in the end zone. If you haven't watched CFL, the end zones are 20 uh 20 yards long instead of 10. So you can and also the the pole for the uh, the field goal is like way up, you know, closer, so I'm surprised people don't nail the the pole more often. But anyway, throws an absolute dime perfectly to this wide receiver who makes a leap right in his hands, grabs it in. He does not hold it down. It pops out and the safety on the other team dives and catches it for an interception. So not only did this wide receiver, I don't remember, I don't know who it is. I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to pile on him too much, but I guess I'm going to right now because he cost us the win on the total. If he catches that ball, the over hits, the over sails over instead not only does he not catch it, it could have been incomplete. We get another shot instead. It bounces out the safety intercepts it, and the safety made a great play too, diving to catch it right before it hits, hits the ground. So like in a span of I don't know 10 20 minutes, Milwaukee with Hader blew a 5-2 lead, a walk-off grand slam to lose it. And then CFL our nobody-wide receiver drops the ball. If he catches it, we catch the over. Of course, he drops it. INT, they kneel it down. It's over. So that, to me, on my Friday night, I was salty over that. So that one was uh, super, super uh, painful and, and frustrating. And then the other annoying news was uh, UFC. I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to say biting the way I say it. I'm just going to say biting. Biting. Sad biting. Sad biting face. 0-3. Oh, uh, younger, taller, longer reach line move. All of our uh, fighters there. short Un Jung, Sumu Jari. Smart money, all in their favor. Line moves, all in their favor. They go 0 3. So again, it was a tough, tough spot there for Friday night sweats, Brewers, CFL, UFC nights like that. You know, days like that, they're gonna happen, guys. You you've, if you've been in the game long enough, sometimes you just laugh and it's just it's you don't even cry anymore. You just laugh. It's it's sometimes that frustrating, but I would say I did have a positive note. Uh, sharp report. I, I basically, I bet every sharp report play that I make. And basically I write it the, the night pre the night before, so I can file it and get it in the morning newsletter, vcin.com slash newsletter, but three and O on Saturday, three and O on Sunday. So nice little six and O there. Uh, and I did, I was able to get it on the, uh, on the Mariners there as they continue to win every single game. in our Mariners over Well, 83 and a half, 85 and half wins looking pretty good right now. So luckily a six and O sharp report weekend, uh, at least offset a little bit Those tough beats in CFL uh, with the Milwaukee Brew Crew. But anyway, guys, uh, turn the page here again, you can probably think about today as, you know, not much going on. You want to take the day off, I totally get it. But as sports bettors, there's no days off. Uh, again, it used to be no days off with uh, Belichick. Now it's chill Bill with a lot of days off and hire all your Bobos and your uh, the, the sons of your friends as your coaches. And yeah, let's, let's have uh, let's have Patricia and Judge call the plays on offense. That's going to really work out well. Uh, but anyway, uh, there's no days off. So today, guys, you know, we've, we've talked on a previous pod about, uh, you know, kind of resetting your bankroll and using this time off uh, to kind of recalibrate Break, you know give yourself a little bit of a break uh you know again if you need that i totally get it but there are some sweats at least one sweat tonight that i want to talk about and i have a play on a couple plays on which is the home run derby so it's going to be a lot of home run derby talk tonight uh we're talking about the rules the odds the moves the props uh college football win total and then also uh nfl uh look at the nfc west the 49ers in particular as well as the seattle seahawks one, both teams are juiced up in one direction or the other one might surprise you uh, one makes kind of sense, one might really surprise you, so stay tuned for that. And okay, I always say it, but a lot to get to today. Not a ton, but we're going to make do and uh, try to make the most of a day with some light sweats to choose from. So first off, guys, if you haven't done it yet, Sign up for the VEASAN newsletter. Real quick housekeeping as always. If you haven't done it, uh, sign up. And once you do, it costs you nothing. And then every single day, you'll wake up to my market insights column, give me sharp reports every single day. Uh, and then today's newsletter, if you look at, uh, and again, this is going to keep you plugged into vCent and everything that's going on in the sports betting market. That's kind of the, the best part about it. But uh, if you look at the newsletter for today, uh, we let off with uh, Tooley's Takes Return. So it's nice to see Dave Tooley, one of my, one of my mentors here, uh, back to his uh, best bets and his thoughts leading off the newsletter. A lot of home run derby coverage, MLB betting tips, uh, promos for legal sports books, run out of all the shows with the guests and hosts that day at v uh, 25 college football win total best bets, Maddie Humans and Steve Mackinan. I love that. So a lot of talk here for NFL and college, uh, as well as our betting series, How to Become a Better Better. Also talking about uh, proxies. I don't talk about this a ton, uh, but if you want to get in on the Circus Sports, the Millie Maker, and the, the Survivor, a uh, total of $12 million in guaranteed prize pools. But maybe you're not in Vegas. you got to be there to sign up. You can look at some information on how to get a proxy here, which means you have someone else sign up for you in person. So, uh, and V-SIM fans will get a $50 discount if they're first-time customers here uh, for the contest so a lot of great resources every day in the newsletter but that's kind of what's going on today uh, and then of course if you're looking to become a member at vsan and really get everything we offer just go to Veasan.com/slash subscribe it's a great day great time to become a member i know it's slow right now but give vsan a shot you can get every points weekly magazine all the afternoon best bet emails live stream of all, all the vsan shows uh, as well as everything behind the paywall. And, um, you know, also getting our college football betting guide, which is coming out soon and really uh, leaning on some of these win totals in particular, uh, my favorite NC State, which we'll get to in a second. And then lastly, get on Twitter. Twitter's where the betting combo never ends. Twitter's where we stay plugged into a real time market. Uh, you got to use it. It's a great advantage here for sports bettors, knowing things that could affect our bet and being able to act on that quickly and proactively and not be late to the party and miss the number. So get on Twitter, follow at VESAN Live, the mothership. You can follow me at Josh underscore insights. You can always DM me or shoot me an email, josh at Questions, comments, suggestions, got to get referred to a new book, whatever it may be. You let me know, and I will be happy to guide you in the best direction that I can. Uh, so that being said, guys, let's start off with some home run derby talk for today. Uh, so, of course, if, if you're like me, you bet every home run derby. I actually love betting the home run derby. Uh, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, but it's kind of a rite of passage. And with well, not a lot going on here, uh, you never want to bet at something just because you're dying for action but I think there's actually a really good reason uh, to bet on one player to win this home run derby. Uh, and that is drum roll, please. Pete Alonzo. I'm on Pete Alonso to win the home run derby tonight. Uh, a couple of reasons why I like Pete Alonzo guys. So uh, Pete Alonzo is actually going for a three Pete. He's won the last two. Uh, I think he won the 2019. They didn't have one COVID year, 2020. He won it last year, obviously, but right off the bat, I put a lot of stock into that and I, I don't think it's just, Hey, he's won it you know, last two years. Just bet him again. There's other reasons data-wise, and I think also some variables you can't really explain, that Pete Alonzo makes a lot of sense tonight. So number one, let's look at just from a data standpoint. Pete Alonso opened as the favorite to win the Home Run Derby tonight. He opened at plus 190. He's now down to plus 155. So this is a category where I'd put uh, him into a riser category. So I'm looking at uh, players who, whose odds have gotten better. So Pete Alonzo going from plus 190 to plus 155. That's telling me that respected money has hit Alonzo Obviously, the payout has gotten smaller, and that's a good thing in a way. It's a bad thing if you miss the you know early number. It's a good thing because it's telling us the payout's getting smaller because there's more liability on Alonzo to win this thing. So the books don't want to give out uh, more plus money on the back end to betters who are going to take Alonzo. Uh, you also look at, thanks to our uh, BetMGM friends, uh, as well as John Ewing, my buddy, uh, low bets, higher dollars. Pete Alonzo is getting 19% of bets to win the home run derby, but he's taking in 38% of the money. So that's the highest share of bets. It's the highest share of money. Uh, that is the biggest low bets, higher dollar bet discre- discrepancy of any hitter uh, on the board tonight. So that's a plus 19% low bets, higher dollar. Uh, so we do have a low bets, higher dollar line move. You know, obviously the tenants of what we really do look for, or at least I do when it comes to data-driven betting um, tells me big money on Alonzo tonight. Now, the other thing that I think is part of this, but is really important is the experience factor. Now, Pete Alonso going for a three-peat here. What does that tell me? It tells me, okay, he's won this thing twice. That's great, but I don't think you're betting him just because you think he's going to win it again. Um, We're betting him based on the data, the bets, the dollars, the line movement, but also the experience. I think when you're in these home run derbies, we've seen it all the time. Some great hitters. Kind of flame out, you know. They kind of get tired. They don't know how to pace themselves. They kind of get in over their shoes, or uh, maybe they don't know the timing of, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, when to when to take a step out, when to use their timeout. We get to the rules in a second, uh, I think, which are which are important. But I think just the experience factor with Alonzo, having done it twice, having won it twice. Knowing how to pace himself—it's actually a pretty long night. The Derby starts at eight o'clock, and it kind of goes for a while. I think it's like two and a half, three hours. So you got to know, you know, not to give, uh, you know, how much Gatorade you should drink, and you know, uh, the film you should watch, and kind of how to get your body in the right place. And I think Alonzo, that experience—it's a big benefit. Now, the other reason I like uh, Alonzo here is, believe it or not, and where else are you going to hear this? But the guy who's pitching to Alonzo, you never ever think about, you know, who the pitcher is. Um, you know, sometimes it's the player's dad or the pitching coach for the team. But the but the guy who's pitching to Alonzo is Dave Jouse. Uh Dave jous actually used to uh, be, a I think, he was a coach for the Red Sox back in the day. Um, but Dave Jouss, if you look at this guy, he is one of the best batting practice pitchers you will ever see. And why is he so good? Because he throws it right down the middle every single time, and like literally, you could you know put a uh, you know a little pin there. You know when they have the K zone, the little box, it's literally dead center in the middle every single time. So I think the consistency, the connection that Jous has with obviously Alonzo, they've worked together in the previous two home run derbies. I think that's a big advantage. These other guys, you know, and here are the odds after Alonzo, he's the favorite plus one fifty five. Schwaber 325 Soto plus 600 must be nice to turn down 444 million, right? He must really not like the Nats uh, Acuna junior plus 700 Julio Rodriguez. By the way, he's minus 400 now to win uh, the rookie of the year. If you I don't know if you hit him minus 275, I, I bet that and said, it's not a great number, but I'm feeling good. Now he's minus 400. Corey Seager plus a thousand, Jose Ramirez plus sixteen hundred, and then kind of the sentimental choice, Pujols plus twenty two hundred. Um, but Pujols, that number, it's kind of like you know Tiger in a way to win it. Obviously, he didn't make the cut. You know, poor one out for Tiger not making the cut. Uh, but the fact you have such a big payout on kind of a big name tells me that really not much in faith in Pujols. And as a really much older player, you know, again we talk about Alonso being young and strong and knowing, uh, you know, kind of pace himself. Pools at 42, it's going to be tough to spend a long night and hit some bombs. So uh, I think that's kind of reason you see that high number. But anyway, all those guys I mentioned, you know, have they done it before? A couple of these guys have obviously Soto hit the record, uh, longest home run last year, 520 feet, but who pitches to them? Do they have that chemistry and that connection with their pitching coach? I think that's a big part of betting on Alonzo tonight. The fact that he's worked with Dave Joust and kind of throws it right down the middle, of course, but you know, maybe middle in that's exactly where Alonzo wants the ball. So those are some big reasons why I like Alonzo. I bet Pete Alonso to win the Home Run Derby, plus 155. That That is the ticket that I'm holding. Now, if you're looking for some other flyers here, um, Julio Rodriguez kind of caught my eye. Of the eight contestants here, and by the way, it's bracket form. So if you look at uh, these matchups, it's Kyle Schwarber. He's the one seed. It's all based upon how many homers you've hit so far this year. So Schwarber's got second most uh, trailing only Aaron Judge. He's got 29. But it's Schwarber versus Pujols. It's Alonzo versus Acuna. It's Seager versus Rodriguez and Soto versus Jose Ramirez. But in terms of players whose odds gotten better, which of course Ariser is what we're referring to them as, um, Alonzo, he's moved. I'm on Alonzo. He's sharp. We just discussed that. But Rodriguez also was the only other better or the only other batter here whose odds improved. The payout got shorter. Julio Rodriguez was plus a thousand. He's down to plus nine hundred. He's the only other player again that uh, have seen these odds shorten. I'm not betting Alonzo, but I think it's notable that there are people who do kind of like um, – sorry, I'm not betting Rodriguez, but it's important to know that some people do like Rodriguez. Again, if you're looking for a flyer, uh, he's only got 16 homers. That's 32nd in MLB. Uh, but Rodriguez is the youngest player, 21 years old, and he's kind of got that youth advantage. Also kind of a house money advantage where, you know, of all the names here, you know, this this kid isn't, isn't really getting talked about. So maybe he flies under the radar a little bit. Um, I didn't bet him, but there is some money on Julio Rodriguez if you want to take a flyer. Now here are the one two three four uh, batters who have fallen. Schwarber opened as a plus three hundred uh, second best odds. He's now plus three twenty five. To me, if you're the one seed and you have the most homers of anyone in the field, why are the odds makers giving a better payout for Schwarber? Uh, that's kind of an ominous sign. If it looks too good to be true, it probably is. So I didn't bet Schwarber. Corey Seager has d- dipped a little bit, plus nine hundred to plus a thousand. Now the only reason to maybe look at Seager as an inflated price. And I'm not betting him, uh, but it would be kind of coming back to the Dodgers. You know, obviously he won a World Series there. He signed a huge deal with uh, the Texas Rangers in the offseason. So he does know the stadium, kind of knows the familiarity, the sight lines. And I don't think he wants to really stick it to the Dodgers, you know, because it wasn't their fault they didn't trade him. And obviously Texas gave him so much money, it's hard to say no to that. But there is kind of the familiarity factor with Seager, which I think there's a little stock to be put into. Jose Ramirez, great hitter. Um, He does have 19 home runs here. But he opened plus fifteen hundred. He's now plus sixteen hundred. To me, Ramirez, uh, I don't know if his style really suits kind of a home run derby. He's more of a kind of gap to gap hitter, and I don't really have too much, um, you know, kind of uh, reflection of of smart money on Ramirez here. So that was kind of a no play for me. And then Pujols, you know, the old guy here, the forty-two year old, plus two thousand. He opened now he's plus twenty-two hundred. So I'm not going to bank on that either. I know probably he'll get some money because you know we've seen long shots like Rich Strike and you know some of these others you see in golf sometimes. By the way, Cam Smith. Uh, who won the Open? Did anyone bet him as the top Australian or a top ten? I did, uh, of course, lose Tiger, but I like that. Thank you, Stephen Hennessy. Uh, but the old guy here, odds have gotten worse, so I'm not playing him either. So the only two notably that have gotten better would be Alonzo and Rodriguez. Now the two that have no movement at all, Juan Soto, he's still your third best odds. The Open plus six hundred, he's still plus six hundred. Um, I, obviously, what you're hearing about uh, about Soto is that uh, you know saying no to that contract, which is unbelievable. Here, there's got to be more to that story. Uh, but he did set the record for the longest home run uh, last year, 520 feet, and he did reach the semifinals last year uh, in the competition. So he's got some experience. Um, you know, he, he hit a 520 foot bomb last year. Remember, it was at Coors Field, obviously. Uh, but I'm not gonna hate on anyone who likes Soto. To me, if you're looking past Alonzo, Soto would be kind of the the next odds that would interest me a bit because of that experience um, and because of, um, you know, of course, kind of uh, getting deep into last year's uh, tournament as well. Uh, the other guy keep an eye out for uh, Ronald Acuna plus 700. He opened plus 700. He stays, stayed uh, plus 700. He only has eight home runs this year, but he's coming off a major injury. He did reach the semifinals in the 2019 Derby and he lost to Alonso. So if you're looking at Acuna, I don't, I don't hate that either. Soto and Acuna just, they haven't moved at all. I'd love to see, at least Soto plus six hundred. Now he's plus five hundred. Or Acuna seven hundred. Now he's plus six hundred. Um, I'm going to keep an eye on these odds all day. Update them, of course. Uh, tune into betting across the mirror. I'll, I'll give you the updated numbers if they move. But my play is uh, is Pete Alonso, guys. Low bets, higher dollars. Line move, experience, two time champ. Dave Jous puts it right in his wheelhouse every single time. Uh, I am on Alonso plus one fifty five. Uh, the other prop bet that I would look toward uh, would be the longest home run. If you're looking to have a little bit of fun here. The longest home run this can be by any player, 491 and a half feet. Um, so obviously we're not at Coors here. Last uh, at Coors last year was 520 by uh, by Soto, but the longest home run this year, uh, Pete Alonso. Uh, by the way, how, how ironic! But he had a 489 foot homer back in uh, May. The record for Dodger Stadium. If you're ever at Pub Trivia, uh, the record longest homer at Dodger Stadium 1969 Willie Stargell, 507 feet. So talk about an absolute shot that he hit. Uh, the longest homer, who will hit the longest homer, would be Acuna. He's the favorite plus 200. Uh, Soto uh, could be worth a look. He's plus 400. I could see him hitting a bomb, um, but I am going to play the over 491 and a half feet. I think we get a 492 footer. Uh, and again, whether it's Soto. See, here's the thing. I don't know if it's going to be Acuna, Soto, Alonzo, maybe Rodriguez. You know, he has I think, has the second longest homer in this year. Maybe uh, I don't know who it is. And to me, it's kind of more of a, more of a crapshoot. Uh, but I do think we will get 492 or more. So those are my two bets tonight, guys. Over 491 and a half feet, the longest homer, and Pete Alonso to win this thing. Now, in terms of matchups, um, Kyle Schwarber is a minus 350 favorite against Pujols. In round one, he's, Pujols is plus 250. I like Schwarber, but that number's a little high. I think if you're looking for a better way to approach it, there's a matchup that I do like. It's Juan Soto. Uh, Juan Soto minus 190 uh, against Jose Ramirez. Uh, plus uh, plus 150. So again, Soto's got the experience. Ramirez this is his first time. Um, I could see Ramirez maybe just kind of getting frustrated with this thing because uh, it's again a different kind of competition. But uh, that would be another hard lean for me. Juan Soto minus 190 to beat Ramirez in round one. Uh, so there you have it, guys. First half of the pot here in the books. That was a pretty comprehensive uh, discussion here when it comes to uh, when it comes to uh, the homer homer on Derby tonight. Oh, I did want to mention this. Uh, the over under. I don't. These have not moved at all. Uh, it's kind of incredible that oddsmakers can set these lines. Uh, but here are the over-unders on each player uh, for their home runs in total. Alonzo and Schwarber, thirty-eight and a half, Soto, 33 and a half. Seeger Seager, 29 and a half. Rodriguez, 24 and a half. Acuna, 22 and a half, Ramirez, 19 and, a half. and Pujols, 18 and a half. Uh The total home runs is like the Grand Salami, 250 and a half. Uh, So I don't know if anyone's going to hammer that over. Uh, the swing-offs, so if you're tied after a round, go to a swing-off here. Uh, the over a half swing off so we need one at least one swing off it's minus 135 to happen i'm ho- i'm rooting for that give me some suspense and then the winning player what league will they come from the NL minus 500 the American League plus 325 makes sense your four favorites are all Ameri- are all uh, national league guys acuña schwarber or sorry uh, i was looking at the wrong thing alonzo S- schwarber soto and acuña all uh all um uh all from the national league so that kind of makes sense but minus 500 that number's a little bit too high for me uh, but I do think uh, Soto uh, is kind of a guy aside from Alonzo who could be worth a bit of a look. And as we're speaking, guys, as we're speaking, this is kind of crazy. I have the BetMGM uh, 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 website on my uh, on my computer. Soto just moved. So it's 12:50 p.m. Soto just moved. Soto was plus 600. He's plus 500 as we're doing the pod. So Juan Soto could be worth a look. Alonzo now plus 175. So getting a little bit better of a number if you want to sweat Alonzo. But Soto eh, kind of so that was a good move here as we're doing the pod. Uh, but anyway, guys. First half of the pot here in the books, um, and now, and I want to mention the rules real quick. I know I'm all over the place, uh, but I think it's just kind of know what you're getting into tonight. By the way, it's 8 o'clock. I don't know if I mentioned that, but here are the rules. Each player gets three minutes in the first two rounds to hit as many homers as they can. In the third and final round, the championship round, each player gets two minutes. Uh, they each get a 30-second bonus at the end of each round. Uh, bonus time can get up to 60 seconds if they had a 440-foot homer or more. Uh, and each player gets one timeout per round, 45 seconds long. Of course, if they're tied after a round, they have the swing off. And then the total prize money, it's always notable to me. Like, what are they doing? Is it for fun? And you guys remember back in the day, uh, the Home Run Derby was like in black and white. They used to do it, it as like, you know, Willie Mays against, uh, you know, I don't know, Mickey Mantle. But it was really cool. I used to watch that when I was younger. Uh, but the total prize pool is $2.5 million. The winner takes home a cool million dollars. So let's go Pete Alonzo. Uh, but again, as we're doing the pod, Soto just moved. That is a good, good sign there, guys. Uh, but first half of the pod here in the books now we're gonna take a break and we get back. Talk a little bit of football. I have a college football win total for you and kind of a larger discussion on how to approach win totals in college, how they're different from I think the NFL. Then also talking about some NFC West. This is a topic of conversation on Lombardi Line today, so I'm excited to get Michael's take. But I do have a couple of leans here when it comes to the NFC West. Uh, so we'll hit on that. A couple of college football and NFL win totals. When we return, to episode 521 or sorry, 621. I, I sold this short, 621 of the Veasan. Market Insights Podcast, with me, your buddy, your host, the guy you grind and sweat with in the arena every single night betting from a data-driven, sharp contrarian angle, your buddy, Josh Applebaum. Stick with us, guys. We'll be right back.
1: Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, some 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. With Lucky Land slots,
0: you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
0: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that
2: case, I pronounce you lucky. All right, everyone, we are back at it. We started the pod here on a sleepy Monday, but the, we got the derby. I'm excited about the derby tonight. Uh, we talked about, obviously, the contestants, the line moves. Uh, as, a, as I mentioned, uh, it's always interesting to me when we're doing a pod, when the literally the odds move as soon as, you know, while we're while I'm looking at them and, uh, and re- in recording the pod. We did see Soto just move 600 to plus 500. So keep an eye on Soto, uh, but I am sweating Alonzo. Uh, plus 155 he's plus 175 now as well as uh, over 491 and a half feet the longest home run. Uh, now let's get some continue to work toward our portfolio here and build up our bets for uh, both college football and, and NFL. So I'm gonna start with college football. Um, and again, we really haven't hit on a single win total in college. I bet way more win totals in NFL than I do college. Um, but I think when you're betting college football win totals, and this is gonna have a bigger, like macro kind of uh, take, and then we're gonna hammer home on a, a team that I think fits this kind of uh, this philosophy perfectly. It's all about stability and continuity when you're betting college football win totals. So I want to give a shout out to Bruce Marshall as well as, um, oh man, who was the other guy? Uh, uh, White. Um, uh, Kenny white, Kenny white, sorry. Uh, but Bruce Marshall, Kenny white, they're kind of the, the two sharpest guys, uh, in my opinion, when it comes to college football, win totals, had him on multiple shows and really the one thing, Kenny white, and he comes out with this, uh, this huge, um, this huge kind of like uh, portfolio of plays and really was during the pandemic where I kind of learned a lot about this. But if you're betting college football, win totals, it's all about stability and continuity. So it makes a ton of sense. You know, obviously there's a lot of turnover, you don't know, like the NFL or pro sports where, you know, players can stick around for a while. You know, you only have four years. Uh, some guys have more. Some guys have longer. Chris Winkie, what was he in college for like 25 years? Uh, but stability is important. Uh, also in today's college where you have, you know, uh, obviously people who can change and go in the transfer portal. People who can leave early for the NFL draft. So if you're betting on college football teams and you want to take an over, you're looking for continuity. You're looking for the same coaches last year. Ideally, a coach who's been, you know, a long time in the system. Uh, you're looking for the same quarterback returning and you're looking for uh, a lot of starters returning. So I think you're looking for like kind of in general, I think like, you know, seven or more starters on both sides of the ball coming back. So the stability uh, basically it'll make it much easier. uh, You know, not having to incorporate new players and learn the system. You already know the system you're building upon what you did the previous year. And that continuity really, really makes a huge difference here. So the perfect example to me uh, on a team that is really, you know, has great continuity and stability NC State, the Wolfpack here. So the Wolfpack, they're plus 750 to win the ACC. Uh, They're trailing only Miami and Clemson. Clemson, I think, is like minus 150. I'm not going to bet NC State to win the ACC, but I do really like their win total. Their win total is over eight and a half wins. Now, it's really juiced up at BetMGM. It's minus 150, so, of course, you're paying a steep price here. But they go 9-3 last year. And if you look at their returning production, their stability and continuity, it's one of the best in college football. Now, NC State is 12th. In returning production in college football, so their production from last year, and there's a metric they use. It's you know obviously like um, you know uh, you know di- different statistical categories, snaps, all that kind of stuff. They're returning 81 percent of their production from last year. Now, if you dig a little bit deeper, their defense, which was number three in the ACC last year, they're returning 14 of 15 of their top tacklers. So everyone who got tackles for uh, NC State last year, 14 of the top 15 are back. 11 of the starters are back. So this good defense from last year is literally bringing back pretty much every single player. Uh, and then you look at the offensive side of the ball, Devin Leary. He's their quarterback. He's returning for his fourth season as starter. So talk about continuity and being in the system and knowing what to expect. Uh, and Devin Leary had a really good year last year. He had 35 touchdowns. He threw for 3,433 yards. You also look at their first four games. They're playing ECU, Charleston Southern, Texas Tech, and UConn. So that sounds to me like you could start 4-0. and uh, so the rest of the way, you only need, what, uh, five wins? To me, that's a perfect example of a team that has fantastic stability. Overall, they're returning 17 of their 22 starters. You're returning 81% of your production. 11 of your 12 defensive starters are back. Your quarterback is back. And, oh, by the way, you had a really good year last year. You went 9-3. and three. So I think if you got to you got to do some research. You got to you know Google a lot of this stuff. You got to find out returning starters. But it's really important. And NC State is an example of a team that really fits that bill of continuing to build and kind of having the same people in the program who had a good year last year. Build upon that. Have an even better uh have an even better year this year. So give me NC State the Wolfpack. My first college football win total bet of the year over eight and a half wins. Let's get nine or more at minus one fifty. Then lastly, guys, real quick. Uh, Just hitting on some NFL. I wanted to just mention this because I'm about to uh, go on Lombardi line here in a second. But the NFC West. uh, The NFC West, uh, you know, continuing our preview and look at here toward the NFL. uh, I think we're only, what are we, like, I think training camps is next week or like in 10 days, something like that. It's coming up here soon. Uh, But looking toward the NFC West, uh, here are the odds here, and then I'll give you uh, two teams in terms of a win total that I think have a lot of value. Uh, Rams are your favorite, plus 120. 49ers, plus 200. Cardinals plus 300, and Seahawks plus 1,600, so they're expecting the Rams uh, to win this division, but again, 49ers are not far behind them. Now, the Rams, to me, I think they're a play on their overwin total, but the data isn't as strong. Uh, What really surprised me with the Rams, their win win total is 10.5, but it's under minus 115, so they do have the hardest schedule. Maybe you take a step back. I actually think, uh, you know, that's kind of one of those plays where, what was it on Friday night where we had the Dodgers? It was a uh, value, but not sharp. I think the over 10 and a half with the Rams is worth a bet, but it does worry me that the under is juiced up. The two teams that I think kind of are worth a play here though. Uh, number one would be the 49ers. So the 49ers uh, plus 200 to win that NFC West. I'm not going to bet them to win the division, uh, but I do like their over nine and a half win total. So their win total is nine and a half over minus minus one forty at BetMGM. So a lot of liability to the over. This team went 10 and seven last year. Now at DraftKings, their win total is 10. But it's under minus 120. So of course, this speaks to you know if you're betting any kind of win total over under, I don't care what it is, chop around because if you want to bet an over, and one book is nine and a half and one book is ten, you're, I'm gonna pay a little more juice. Take the nine and a half. You want to if you lands on ten, you want to cash that bet, not get a uh, get a refund there, get a you know a tie or a uh, you know a non action. Um, but they do have a tough schedule. The 49ers, their um, their opponents uh, last year went 154 and 134, a 535 win percentage. But it's notable to me that, like, you know, Jimmy G, what's going to happen to Jimmy G? Is he going to get traded? He's still working back from his shoulder surgery. Trey Lance, there's a lot of prop bets up there on Trey Lance. uh, And it tells me that I think they're going to turn the page to Trey Lance. You know, if I'm going to bet the 49ers win total over 9.5, which I I have in pocket, I actually want them to keep Jimmy G uh, because I want to have insurance. If, you know, Trey Lance, a young player, by the way, last year he appeared in six games, five touchdowns, two interceptions, 630 yards. I want some insurance for a young kid. I don't know if he's ready to take the reins here. Um, and Jimmy G, is, you know, as much as you want to you know, malign him, the guy's a winner. He's got a great win percentage. Uh, he may frustrate you. I think he had a QB rating of 98 last year. 98's pretty good. But if you ask a lot of people, it's Jimmy G sucks. So I don't really think so. But uh, anyway, you lose him, it's all Trey Lance. And Trey Lance better not, not get hurt. But even if Jimmy G is gone, and Trey Lance, by the way, his uh, props are 21.5 touchdowns this year. 3500 and a half uh passing yards, the unders actually juiced up minus 120 there. I would look toward Trey Lance over 10 and a half interceptions. If he's your starter, I think he gets 11 picks or more. The overs minus 130, that's what I would look toward. Um but really regardless of Jimmy G there or not or Trey Lance, you know, hopefully playing well if you're on this win total like me or not, I think you're banking on the program, Shanahan. Shanahan's a really good coach, and this guy uh, getting the most out of his players, returning uh, a great defense from last year, still having some pretty good offensive players. Obviously with Debo Samuel and Ayuk and um, you know uh, Elijah Mitchell, their running back. Your offensive line's still good. It tells me that maybe even if you're missing Jimmy G, even if there's questions about Lance, this is a good team. And I think they're a 10-win team or more. So I am on the over 49ers, 9.5. Again, shop around, get the 9.5, minus 140, over. I'm not going to do the 10 there. The other one that really caught my eye, which was a bit of a surprise here, was the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks, and I think this is a good discussion, um, kind of a thought process in terms of, you know, what are you hearing all, all offseason? And really, as a contrarian better, I want to fade. I want to bet against the teams that everyone tells me are great, and I want to bet on the teams that everyone tells me are terrible. Because oftentimes that's kind of one of the best ways to approach it. When you get hammered, so the example here is Seattle. We're getting hammered all uh, all off long about how terrible they are. You go seven and ten last year. You lost Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was everything to that team. Now he's gone. Now they're going to be terrible. But what does their win total look like? This may surprise you a little bit. But Russell Wilson gone, the Seattle Seahawks seven and ten last year. They're over. Their win total is five and a half this year. But the five and a half is not juiced up over. Is, sorry, is not juiced up under. It's juiced up over at both DraftKings and BetMGM. The Seahawks' win total, 5.5, is over minus 140. So I always like it when the public perception is Seattle's terrible, but yet their win total, sure, it's a little bit lower, but it is juiced up over. So maybe this team, 7-10 and last year, you know, Wilson wasn't happy. I know you have, obviously, Drew Locke and, you know, uh, Geno Smith. I think you want Locke to win that battle. Uh, But everyone's telling me they're terrible. They could win one less game, though, and, and still cash this over. So I actually like that over 5.5. I think they surprised some people this year. Uh, the only lower win totals are Atlanta as a 5 and Houston as a 4.5. By the way, Houston is 4.5 under, minus 120. Again, I'm not going to bet them to make the playoffs, plus 450, plus 1,600 division. But you do have that big advantage, home field, uh, the 12th man there. You know, It's always tough to go up there. It's super loud. Um, you know, the crowd's into it. The weather can be a factor. That's always an advantage for Seattle. Uh, you know, is it going to be Smith or Locke? I want Smith to win that battle. I think he's got more upside. Uh, but they did draft Charles Cross, ninth overall, to uh, hopefully benefit your offensive line. And did get in that trade uh, with Russell Wilson, aside from draft picks, Andrew Locke, Noah Fant. Uh, Noah Font, Fant I think it's Fant. Uh, tight end there. Pretty good tight end. So uh, I think that is an example, like when we did college football, of stability and continuity if you want to bet an over. By the way, bet an under if it's a new coach and Uh, New quarterback, new system, no returning starters. You can look at at the opposite as well. But in the NFL, to me, it's about where's the juice leaning? And then also, does that line up with what your public perception is when you turn on ESPN or talk radio? And I turn that on, and it's Seattle's terrible. But then I look at the odds, and it's 5.5 over minus 140. So, uh, again, considerations here. Seattle over 5.5 wins. San Francisco over 9.5 wins. That's what I'll be looking at out in the NFC West. Uh, There you have it, guys. On kind of a slow day, I think we did, uh, did, did our best of uh, you know putting a productive podcast out there. Uh, but I can't wait for the Derby. Let's go Pete Alonzo. I want Alonzo to win this thing. Uh, that would be great. Uh, but reminder, if you enjoy the Market Insights podcast, if it's helped you cash some bets, I know it was kind of a tough Friday and uh, UFC uh, was uh, lowercase b, biting, sad biting, sad biting face. Uh, but overall, guys, if you enjoy the pod, Aside from a tough uh, Friday, Saturday, you know, it's helped you cash some bets. You become more of a contrarian better. You're looking at line movement. Oh, maybe you play the sharp reports. They're 6-0. and oh. uh, I want to mention that because, again, that's uh, that's important. It means we're reading these lines correctly here. Um, but if you want to make my day, you want to let me know the, uh, you appreciate the hard work I put in, grinding in the arena every day, there's one thing I ask of you. Buy my book. Pick up a copy of The Everything Guide to Sports Betting. It's available on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. It's got everything I've learned in the industry, how lines are set, how and why they move, how to read line movement, how to locate sharp action in the form of steam moves, reverse line moves, line freezes, low bets, higher dollar discrepancies, 50-50 betting, yet there's a line move, how to go contrarian, how to place a bet in person or online, how to shop for the best line, how to set up a bankroll management plan, Uh, and, of course, all the chapters on all the major sports, all included in the Everything Guide to Sports Betting. So if you've already bought one, thank you, thank you, and thank you again. And if you are going to or uh, maybe get as a gift to someone who parlays everything and should learn how to flat bet, Uh, then it would mean a lot to me, guys. I'd really, really appreciate it. Uh, But anyway, guys, uh, that about does it. Another pod here in the books. Tomorrow, we will have some more action. We do have the All-Star game. So I will be betting on the All-Star game. Looks like there's some uh, liability to the under, by the way. It opened at 8. It's juiced up uh, under 8, minus 120. That thing may go to 7.5. And and the NL really hasn't moved. I think the NL is like minus 110, minus 115. But we do have three WNBA games tomorrow. Uh, No CFL. But we will have at least some WNBA sweats and uh, and the All-Star game. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, But reminder. Uh, whether you enjoy, uh, whether I, or sorry, I, I'm, I'm getting my, my final spiel here wrong, uh, but reminder, uh, whether I see you at the Borgata in Atlantic City, Twin River in Rhode Island, the Brooklyn, New Hampshire, Foxwoods or Mohegan Sun down in Connecticut, breaking handle records every day in the great state of New York. Uh, and hopefully we have, what, 14 days left, 13 days left uh, for Massachusetts to legalize. I did read a good article. I actually tweeted it out from my account at Josh underscore insights, uh, but uh, it was from Mass Live and Daniel Wallach who uh, is kind of the the, the really sharp mind when it comes to uh, will states legalize or not and what's the impediment. Um, Of course, Massachusetts, as stupid as they are, they don't want to allow betting on any college at all, any college betting. Well, guess what? That's dumb because you're never going to have a good market, and people people want to bet college. So if you don't allow it, you're never going to have a good market, and people will still have to go to other states to bet. Uh, But anyway, um, I did read in this article that a good compromise is just don't allow betting on Massachusetts colleges. How about that? you know, we can't bet on Alabama. If we live on Massachusetts, what we're going to throw the game is The Black Sox scandal of 1919 and Alabama from Boston. No. Uh, so one compromise that Wallach uh, kind of said was just don't allow betting on mass colleges. I can live without betting UMass plus 45 against Notre Dame. Like, uh, again, that's not a big deal for me. Um, you know, I think in other States it would be annoying, but college sports doesn't really exist here uh, in Massachusetts. So there you go, Hey, a- house and Senate. That's the compromise. Just don't allow betting on mass colleges. Everything else should be good to go. Uh, but, of course, guys, you know, fingers crossed we get that done. Hashtag let us bet. But also if I see you out in the desert where the true grinders get down, where Billy Walter sends his number runners, where the, where the lowest juice possible is found at the south point, hopefully where we, we get a big hot dog for Alonzo tonight, uh, or at my favorite book, uh, Circa, sparkling new Circa, with your feet in the pool at Stadium Swim, sweating sharp contrarian plays with Stormy and the crew, getting a victory burger. Or, of course, my two other favorites, the Mandalay Bay or the Westgate. Wherever it may be, you're going to walk up to me and hopefully show me a Pete Alonzo ticket tonight. Let's get after it, guys. I wish you the best of luck. Uh, My parting words, as always, stay sharp. Stay contrarian. Bet against the public. Place yourself on the side of the house. Always be with the smart money, never against it. Will smart money win every time? Of course not. But over the long haul, it's going to win a majority of the time, uh, 55% to 60%. So that's why we always play the long game and trying to be on the sharp side of every play. But if we can do that, Find games that fit our model against the public, with the house, with the pros, flat bet, avoid parlays, get some closing line value. If we can do that, we're going to be okay long-term. Uh, so is it Chris Berman doing it? Back, 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 gone! Home run! Let's see some bombs tonight, guys. Go Pete Alonso. I wish you the best of luck. Have a great Monday. Hope to see you on Lombardi Line and betting Cross America 3-4. to four. Enjoy the sweats, and let's go Polar Bear. Have a great Monday, guys. Good luck.
0: Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you
1: want to get mixed up in the family
0: business. Introducing The Godfather at chabacasino.com.